Hello guys and welcome back to Blueprint Happiness. I'm Beto. And I'm Masi. And this is episode number five. <gasps> Goodness gracious. Epi five. What do we Very say about nice. that, babes? Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop it is. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode we're gonna go over residency laws, healthcare, and more or less weather since we tried to kind of go over it in the last episode but we really didn't go much into weather but um that's very very key you know we're gonna see what the residency laws are as far as what we need to have documentation wise financially what is it that they need from us in order for us to be um, permanent residents if we decide to be residents there also healthcare. you know we are planning on retiring there so what is healthcare for younger expats and what is their like their social security ish thing that they have over there um so babe can you go over what we went through last week well last week we um kind of like basically talked a little bit about rent um and in a way i guess cost of living because we compare milk and um and gas prices in like our 20 top list the 20 countries that we're looking into like more depth um, so that's kind of like what we covered last week. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So just to recap the countries, we have Croatia, Cuba, Portugal, Spain, Greece, Panama, Chile, Ecuador, Uruguay, Mexico, Colombia, Zimbabwe, which probably going to get removed, um, Bolivia, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Fiji, Dominican Republic, Argentina, Peru, and Puerto Rico, which is also probably going to get removed. So should we do that? Should we like remove the ones that we don't really need to explore right. further? Yeah. Which other countries do you think like cost of living alone was too much? Or? We're gonna go with uh, Panama was pretty expensive as well. Um, the rent was over fourteen hundred dollars. Oh wow. Okay. But again, this was in the more expensive areas. Um, wait, don't take Panama out. I kind of like Panama. But again, 1400 like is a lot of money. But we don't have to live like in Panama City. We don't. We, I would love to live like in a small coastal type of place. How about we remove Fiji? Yeah, I think Fiji could go. You were never sold on it. so. Mm -hmm. And the cost of living wasn't like sensational. Like for us to be like, oh my God, let's definitely yeah. And it's kind of far too. So yeah, Fiji can go as well. Fiji's not too far. Yeah, it's very far. <laughs> <laughs> um, I removed Puerto Rico because it's still kind of United States. Okay. And, and it was basically almost an this no <laughs> aside from that that's not an issue for me um but it was almost basically the same cost of living a little bit cheaper but yeah. not that great of a deal yeah only like 25 percent cheaper um do you want to go back to your motherland dr not really because even though like we found out stuff that was cheap i know for a fact stuff there is not cheap this pretty expensive and safety is an issue and life is i mean is going to be a lot hotter there yeah. than it is for us here so i think that one can go too as far as safety um the u.s is at a 46.73 index and the dominican republic is at a 60.62 so it's more dangerous in the dominican republic and in fiji mm. they're neck to neck actually mm. because those are visiting places yeah um what else do we have here 
How about Bolivia? Bolivia was pretty cheap, but how is the safety there? Safety is 54.31 compared to the US, which is at 46. I'm comfortable with Bolivia. Bolivia? Yeah. Mm, okay. I, I don't know. I feel the lifestyle. They have the cheapest rent. Well, we don't know the lifestyle yet. Okay, so back home. Yeah. All right, they have like cheap rent. They have cheap milk and cheap gas. The cheapest gas actually $2.11. But they're a little more dangerous than the US. They are. They're a lot more dangerous than the US. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that's why stuff is so cheap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's uh, put a red dot on that one. So let's um, let's see one, two, three, four, five. Spain and Portugal were kind of expensive too, but we kind of like like those two places. I don't want to remove them. Yeah. But that rent is pretty pricey. And the Nico situation with those. Yeah, two. the time. So those go on the red list, I guess. Mm-hmm. Along with so I, I guess Greece. Buy is the same thing then and Croatia yeah pretty much and Greece and Cuba all right Panama Chile Ecuador Uruguay Mexico Colombia Costa Rica Guatemala Argentina Peru that's that on that that's that on that so out of all of these the I did a little bit of research on Ecuador residency laws okay what you found what I found was that you need to have, if you're retired, you need to have a retired monthly income of at least 800 a month. And if you have dependents, you would have to have an additional $100 per dependent. Hmm. And they would have to do a background check. If you're married, they have to, you have to bring a marriage certificate and all of your documents have to be notarized in the US. And then when you get to Ecuador, you would have to translate them and get them notarized there again mm. and then taken to the embassy over there. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And um, with regards to the health care, it's 18% of your income. 18%? How is the like quality of? That's where I stopped. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> That's okay. where I, I stopped taking notes. Okay. Excellent health care in Ecuador. So I found here that your doctor visit, like a regular checkup, I guess, um, with your primary can run you anywhere from 30 um, to 40 bucks, which will be kind of like the equivalent of a copayment here on the US. Yeah. Another finding uh, was that uh, the country's social security healthcare system is a bargain, but it's kind of like voluntary. So you decide if you put money in or you decide if you don't put money in there. All right. So uh, that kind of still is Ecuador. We still have to do a little bit more research on it, of course, on the social security side of it. Let's do it. I did a little bit of um, searching in Costa Rica. And what I found was as far as healthcare. Is that you must register to something called um, the CAHA, which is similar to the Social Security in the United States. Mm-hmm. And you have to have legal residency mm-hmm. for that. And what they do is they take 11% of your income. Mm-hmm. So if you're like an expat, like when you're retired and you have a, a pension, or if you have a certain amount of money, they'll be able to do that. But their health care is pretty good as well. Um, I should have put the ratings down on um, Colombia is actually one of the top 
countries with healthcare system. I, I that was my next research, oh. but that's what I found in Costa Rica. So let's continue um, with Costa Rica. Let's. Um, do you want to check the residency laws while I check the more on healthcare? Uh-huh. So it covers a hundred percent coverage for all medical procedures and prescription drugs. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. Wow. And that is uh, through public hospitals and clinic systems to citizens, permanent residents, and visitors. That is fantastic. So basically, there is three ways. Um, if we decide this is the country right that we can become uh, citizens not citizens uh, residents okay so is either an inversionista residency status and that is where you have fifty thousand um, dollars in the bank mm-hmm. you can prove it to the organization and then you get um, a residency um, for at least one year, and then after two years, you can apply for like full time residence. So, is this 50k in a US bank or in a Costa Rican Costa bank? Costa Rican bank. So, whatever money you would have to well, get. Well, actually, is as an approved organization in a field such as tourism or export business, and a uh, hundred thousand for reforestation projects. And two hundred thousand for any other type of business. Wow. Yeah. And you have to visit Costa Rica at least once per year. And that is the inversionista residency status. And then you have the rentista residency source of income status. And this is where you generally have to make at least a thousand dollars per month. Or 12k a year and um, you have to have that in a proven financial institution in a foreign country or in Costa Rica and it must be guaranteed in writing that you can hold an income of a thousand dollars a month for at least five years of your residency in Costa Rica and what kind of residency is that this is the rentista residency source of income And the last one, I guess, is the pensionado residency source of income. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is like the retiree Mm -hmm. one. So you have to have a pension of at least 600 um, per month in a qualified retirement plan or pension source, such as a government pension um, or something like that. Um, you can show proof of pension even from U.S. Social Security or Canada pension. They have a few other type of uh, residencies, but I don't think those will apply to us because the other one. Uh, let me see where is it. It was kind of interesting what I found. Oh yeah. So the other type of residencies that you can find are a tourism expat business and for that one you have to have a hundred thousand yeah and uh, there is then any oh I think I said that actually so that that I already said that but the other type of residencies aside from those are the citizens of Spain they can apply for permanent residency right away like wow 
I don't know if it's a mutual agreement between the two countries, but if you're from Spain, you can just apply and you're accepted. And um, so once you get any one of the three residencies, you have to kind of like reside in Costa Rica for at least one year. And then you must deposit $300,000 in like the Costa Rican government as a guarantee. Wow. And the other one is like first degree relative status of like, you know, like if someone from your family or you yeah. marry a Costa Rican person. Um, so that's the other way you can achieve residency or citizenship. So those, mm. those are my findings. Those are interesting. Yeah, very much so. What, what did you find this? I was not looking at anything like that. You were going to look for <clears throat> something else. I was looking for the health insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's eleven percent of your income in Costa Rica, <coughs> and it covers. It's a hundred percent of everything, from hospitals to major surgeries to pharmaceuticals to wow. all your drugs. And how much is that? Eleven percent of your income, monthly income. Okay, so if I make like a hundred a hundred dollars, then it's eleven dollars. Wow, that's crazy. And it covers absolute dentists too. You know what? I did not check dental. Mm. But no, I mean, 100% just based on your income. So basically, health insurance there is based on your income. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yep, it's 11% of your income. Wow. Yeah. That is freaking <clears throat> sensational. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how amazing that will be here. We wouldn't be doing the show. <laughs> yeah that's incredible so let's pause right now and let's do some research on Colombia so here's what I found with regards to some healthcare with Colombia okay. so there's this most places have private healthcare and they have the one for um, residents um, for Colombia for poor and homeless people mm. it's free Everybody else pays a 12.5% of their income, and it's 100% covered as well. Wow. Yeah, indeed. Everything from any medical procedure, any surgery, any illness you have. Um, wow, that's so crazy. Indeed. In comparison to the US. That's crazy. That's nothing but. So... I found um, Colombia actually offers you a lot of different um, types of residency visas. So I guess they're good for at least five years. So they have a TP3 student residency visa, a TP4 offered work, a TP5 religious group member, TP7, retire, business owner, property owner, medical treatment. I think we fall under that one. And that's the one that I kind of like researched a little deeper. There is also the TP9, refugee or asylum seeker. And the TP10, spouse or partner of a Colombian national. Um, so this visa is required to have been held for three years before being able to apply for permanent residency. Okay. So um, what about retired and business owners? So yeah, so that one was the one that I kind of like researched a little further. 
Uh, let me zoom into the text because it's a little So, um, most um, people that have the government pension visa um, residency. TP7. Um, <laughs> yeah, the TP7. And that one is good for like three years to five years. And um, it's really not that hard to get. I mean, this guy has it packed down to this like amazing flyer. So, all you need is $800 a month. In order income? to yeah, in order to be able to qualify, that's it. A passport copy, entry of departure stamp, copy of your previous visa, a passport approved photo. Um, the legal services are three hundred dollars. The visa application is fifty dollars. Visa issuing fee is two hundred and eleven dollars. The apostillado benefit letter is sixty dollars. Translate benefit letter is 40 and legalization benefit letter is uh, $25. So I guess the whole process is, I don't know, what what is that? Is That is like under $1,000. So if you have $800 and you can come up with an additional $1,000 for like to cover the legal fees to get the visa, you're there. That's it. That's, That's all you it. need. Not bad. Yeah. Super easy. Super easy. Well, I, I already explained the health benefits, no? I did. Yeah. So our next country that we're going to tackle is Guatemala. So what I found on retirement visa in uh, Guatemala um, is actually really, really easy. Go for it. So you can either do this 90... 180 day thing so like so every 90 days um you can renew your visa and then exit the country and then re-renew it for another 90 days for a total of 180 days and then at 180 days you can like leave the country for a day and then come back and then they re-renew for 90 and then you can extend it for 90 so you can continue to do that hassle of um, every quarter of the year having to renew your um, 90 day stay but we don't want to go uh, you don't get in trouble like you can do it as much as you want um, but if we don't want to go through all that trouble we can apply for a pensionado type of visa or a retirement visa which is a permanent two year um, temporary visa um, so you cannot be employed under this visa but you are allowed to own your own business or your own property that earns you income and really after that they don't really have like um the requirement like well actually they do so then you just need like the photograph the passport all the documentation and stuff criminal clean record um and then just a proof of income that you have at least a thousand dollars coming in and like 200 for each dependent so for example we will need like 1200 um like as a couple i guess and then this guarantees that you can have that um pensionado visa for two years 
So in Guatemala, the healthcare system is a little bit weird. Um, I couldn't really find anything that was like, for example, in the other countries that I found, mm. which says, you know, pay X amount of your salary. In Guatemala, it is advised for you to have an international healthcare policy, or it's uh, kind of like for global nomads living abroad. Mm. And that is uh, something that we have to investigate more. So we're going to put that on the side um, because I have a feeling that other countries probably have the same situation. Yeah. So I'm going to put this one on the expat life insurance bracket. And then when we're done with the countries that are left, I'm going to go ahead and exactly go into the expat life insurance policies that are out there for like international health insurance. Yeah, makes sense. So the next country that we want to tackle, Uruguay. So, uh, what I found in Uruguay is pretty interesting. So, first, you have to have a two-year residency for social benefits, which means that um, we wouldn't have any social, any any health care benefits for the first two years that we live there if we choose to live there. Okay. That's a long time. I mean, so... two years. So you have to reside there for two years before you can apply for benefits. For any benefits, any social benefits. Okay. okay. Is it because you have to like become a resident or something like that? Okay. I see that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. How hard is your residency loss? They're actually super easy. And I did. So you can either apply. There was two types of residencies. There is a temporary residency and a permanent residency. Um, so the temporary residency it wouldn't apply to us because it's a little bit more for like professionals, like scientists, researchers, teachers. So I guess people that come over to kind of like do some sort of work. Right. So let's talk about the permanent residency. Yeah. So I think the permanent residency applies to us a little bit more. I didn't find any um like income restrictions or anything like that so i don't know if that is part of it i don't know if our friends can like tell us any uruguayans listening maybe if that is part of it um and base where can they find us they can definitely find us on twitter on bp happiness one you can find us on instagram at bp happiness one or if you want to go on the web www.blueprinthappiness.com so you, the process to apply for the permanent residency runs about 12 to 18 months. So about like a year or two makes sense with the social benefits and stuff. But you are allowed to stay in the country from the date that the application was submitted until you like, like they send you back the final answer whether you can stay or not. So once you submit the application, you can really stay in the country anywhere from a year to two years. Right. And then citizenship is um, actually kind of like our dream come true because you can hold on to your own citizenship and also apply for the Uruguayan citizenship. So you can have dual citizenship um, in as little as three years. So that's that's not bad at all yeah cool 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 the next country we're gonna hit is going to be chile 
Chile sounds interesting. I don't know. Let's see. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about residency in Chile. So basically, you have a few options. Um, there is like the passive income of all ages, so you don't have to have like any particular um, age restrictions, but you have some sort of passive income coming in. And I think the cool thing is that it really doesn't tell you like, oh, you need a thousand dollars, like the other countries kind of listed. Yeah. Um, just as 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 long as you can show any type of income, like rental income that you have somewhere else, or like something from a public company or a private company, something that is making you money. Um, so, any money. Yeah. They recommend that you show at least um fifteen hundred to um three thousand dollars a month. Um, the other one is the lump sum um type of one. So this is kind of like the retirement type of uh, residency um, visa. So this is generally for like fifty five and over. And um, you have to have at least for a single person like 125k and 150 for a couple. Um, and that could be like 401k, any type of um, that type of retirement deal. And the other um, other one is kind of like if you have an intent to open a business in Chile. So if you have an intent to open a business in Chile, all you need is $60,000. And, um, and that guarantees you um, your residency for the next three months. And then you, res you um, kind of like put your fast track type of permanent residency as your business moves along. So those are kind of like the three types that I yeah. thought um, we could fit in somewhere. That's not bad. That's good. Actually, the um, the 60K sounds like the one that we would go for yeah. compared to the lump sum. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, 150K for a couple. It's three times the amount. Yeah, or almost. just an income of like 1500 Yeah. Know. Yeah. So, and then, okay, for medical... It is seven percent of your income. Okay. That um. That's the cheapest, right? So far, the cheapest. Mm. And all Chilean nationals and residents have to pay that. Okay. And it covers a lot, almost as good as Colombia. Nice. There's a few things that it doesn't cover as far as dental and all that. Mm. It's very very affordable and um. It it covers your dependents. This includes all children up to the age of 18. It covers pregnant women up until the sixth month of the child's birth. Mm, wow. Then um, pension beneficiaries of invalidity and old age and people with mental disabilities. Mm, nice. Yeah. So it's very high quality and the state hospitals can be crowded, but the private ones are usually not crowded. Mm. And of course, every private that you can get anywhere can cost anywhere anything depending on what you're paying for you know and that's Uruguay and that's not Chile sure. oh no I'm sorry <laughs> yeah Chile yeah we left Uruguay before Chile <laughs> yeah, which yeah, also yeah. had good perks oh, yeah. but that was Chile though yeah excellent healthcare I think the best we have seen so far the best indeed yeah but uh there's a there's a lot of restrictions on certain things when it comes to the pharmaceuticals though mm. 
Ah, uh, yeah, pharmacies run a lucrative business in Chile. And they charge an astonishing price for their drugs. Yeah, so that's the only downfall with Chile. They charge for drugs. Something to keep in mind, you know. Um, next stop is going to be your boom, 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 Argentina. Here we go, Argentina. And that concludes today's part one of part two episode that we have going on. So Argentina will be in next week's episode on Thursdays. So yes, babes. And a few other countries too. So don't miss it. Um, we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. And yes. again, thank you for everyone. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, BP Happiness One, or you can check us out at our website, blueprinthappiness.com. Goodbye. Ciao.